TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Welcome to the podcast. The TalkLine Network proudly presents its flagship program, TalkLine with Zev Brenner. America's premier Jewish broadcast, the pulse beat of the Jewish community. And now, your host, Zev Brenner. Welcome back to the program, Mom. Zev Brenner with us once again. It's been a while. Allison Joseph is the director and founder of Jew in the City. Good to have you back, Allison. How are things going? Yeah, thank God. Uh, good to be, be back. And uh, I'm catching while you're making deli, so, uh, but uh, there is a lot going on. So you founded Jew in the City to portray a positive portrayal of Jews, especially Orthodox Jews, and presented to the media. Has that been suffering a setback when you have shows like My Unorthodox Life, which seems to be getting a lot of traction, which are showing a negative side of Orthodox Judaism? So look, this is the uh, seventh ex-Orthodox story in the last six years. Um, You know, there's been about a dozen of these stories in 20 years. Um, this has actually been an ongoing assault onslaught since I founded Jew in the City in 2007. What I'll tell you the difference now is that, is that the Orthodox community is starting to wake up to what we've been saying for 14 years. So in that way, there's actually something good about at a community getting galvanized. Um, I think because we saw so many other communities um, get a treatment, you know, starting with BLM, where there's not the same framework for dealing with minorities as we used to have. There's more understanding. There's more letting the minority speak in their own words, tell their own story. To see that revolution happen in the rest of the world and ignore the Orthodox community really makes our situation that much more extreme and that much more different than anyone else's treatment. And so I actually feel hopeful that we'll create a bigger change now because more people realize how absurd this is. Because there was a period of time, I mentioned this to Rabbi Avi Shafrin the other night, is when you had movies such as A Stranger Among Us, where they glorified Orthodox Judaism. You had other movies like that, too. But I haven't seen anything like that recently. And when you watch some of these shows, such as Netflix, like Unorthodox Life, it seems to be a new trend where you don't show Orthodox Jews, in a, especially Haredi Jews, in a positive light. I just want to jump in there. I did not find um, Stranger Among Us to be a positive portrayal at all. I grew up with that movie, and I thought that it showed the Orthodox community as being extreme and backward and nothing like anything I wanted to be a part of. Um, so even if it wasn't a show about someone leaving the Orthodox world, 
I did not find that to be a very positive. Well, I'm surprised, but it showed. I mean, it showed. I think the the lead Hasidic guy was considered, you know, a good-looking person and so certain with charm. And so I thought overall it was a positive, a positive film. Look, one thing that media never does is show a bigger range outside of the Hasidic or Haredi world. Um, for me, as a young conservative Jew. Being Hasidic did not seem like anything I could imagine doing. If I had known that there was something along the spectrum within orthodoxy that was a few notches over, that might have made orthodoxy more relevant and more relatable. What I found is that media always and only captures the most extreme versions, like in Schnitzel, um, and pretty much every other depiction. Here's one exception. Chicago Med does have a non-Hasidic orthodox character, but they decided to give him Asperger's and make him a really mean person who blows up at everyone and screams at everyone. Um, so we really don't get a fair shake at this. So what you're saying is you don't find, when they do portrayals of Jews, the media tends to portray Haredim or Hasidic Jews, but don't really portray modern Orthodox Jews. Correct. They don't portray anything really along the spectrum of Orthodoxy, more centrist or more modern. The choices are basically, you know, um, the Hasid who never smiles or you know, kind of the Fran Drescher, um, Jerry Seinfeld depiction. There's very little in between. Interesting. Because Jews were written out of Hollywood for a while and they came back, even a movie like Dirty Dancing wouldn't dare say the word Jew. That has come back. So, but um, as far as Orthodox Jews are concerned, I just see that that change um, taking place where they're not really portrayed in a positive manner, and that's reflected in the general media, including the newspapers, pick up on that, and the, and the regular media pick up on that as well. Correct. And in news media, what we found, and we've been tracking this for years, if someone does something positive, like Tamir Goodman, he's called the Jewish Jordan, not the Orthodox Jewish Jordan, the Maccabees. They're a Jewish a cappella group from Yeshiva University. Positive association, they just get called Jewish. If it's a negative association, if they molested someone or defrauded the government, you better believe they're going to call them Orthodox or ultra-Orthodox. And so with such continued uh, bias and different treatment, you know, good stories being framed one way, bad stories being framed a different way, we have basically no visibility in the media of Orthodox Jews being called Orthodox in a positive light. And that's why I founded Jew in the City, to change that narrative. But recently when they had the two Orthodox Jewish basketball players, uh, and one in baseball, I think one is basketball, where they seem to do highlight the Orthodox, because that's the story. The fact that the one is Jewish and being part of a team is not a story. An Orthodox player. So I'll give you, yeah. So it's two baseball players, Jacob Steinmetz and Ellie Kligman. And I'll tell you, when Ellie was profiled by the New York Times, they called him an observant Jew. And I tweeted to his father, it's a great story, but we only get called orthodox when we do bad things. It's important to use orthodox for good things. And the next interview, he used the word orthodox in the interview. There's a very, it's a sleight of hand. And I think it's because the reporter themselves can't actually believe that orthodox could mean good. So if they see someone whose behavior seems positive, they'll just call that an observant Jew. They'll basically only reserve orthodox for something they find repugnant. Now, you've been in touch with some of the media companies, and you've protested when they've had scenes, which were, I remember one, I think it was NBC had one scene where they actually got it all wrong with with, uh, with Hasidim and with medical procedures. Um, have you found to be more receptive when it's being brought to them? Um, no. <laughs> what I <laughs> okay, did you're being honest. Though, is that, 
But I, oh, look, I, we've actually connected with some people, writers and producers within certain uh, shows. Um, and so sort of on a case-by-case basis, um, we're starting to break in a little more. Our fans, after the Nurses episode was removed, really galvanized around that movement. And I think we are the strongest when our fans come out and sort of flood social media with their thoughts. Um, what I will tell you I discovered recently is that the Muslim community has done a very good job of organizing in Hollywood. They say that, you know, the Jews run Hollywood. I can tell you the Orthodox Jews do not run it. The Muslim community has something called the MPAC, and they have a Hollywood Bureau of MPAC, and they have relationships with every major studio and network. And this is essentially what we are going to build at Jew in the City, because although there are plenty of Jews in Hollywood, there is really very little understanding that our stories in the Orthodox community should be told by insiders. And every other minority gets that treatment, and we don't, and we're we're going to do something about it. Well, it might also be that a lot of these writers may have grown up Orthodox or had that or had the bar mitzvah, and they turned off completely from Judaism. So when they portray it, they bring their own biases to it. And since a lot of writers in Hollywood are Jewish and grew up maybe starting from an Orthodox background, maybe that's maybe that's why. Uh, first, I mean, for sure, a lot of them are Jewish. I would say very few of them had an Orthodox background, but I would say a lot of them have their own hang-ups with Judaism, and you see that in their characters. It's not, it's not a you know a coincidence. It seems to be a very um, you know on purpose uh, situation. I don't know if you know. We had Ed Asner on that too long ago. Did you know that he grew up Orthodox, but today he's. I think he barely celebrates Hanukkah. He's, like, very non-connected. And, of course, that also affects his position on Israel. So you have people like that who grew up that had some background and completely gave it all up. Right. It's very complicated. But the thing is that it doesn't mean that the Orthodox community shouldn't get fair treatment. And, by the way, the non-Orthodox community, if these writers and producers are bringing in their bias about being Jewish into their TV shows and movies... That's dangerous to the larger Jewish population. I just think that the Orthodox population is extra susceptible to danger because we're so visibly Jewish, and we go to Jewish institutions regularly. So by going to a kosher store or a restaurant or a shul where we go to all the time, and the way that we dress, we have an automatic target on our back. So how do we change it? Because I'm sure Netflix got hit up with a lot of people complaining but they seem to be, I'm, from what I'm hearing, they might do another series of, uh, of my unorthodox life. Uh, we heard that there's going to be a season two of it, and season there's two, also right. another movie. Yeah, there's another movie that's already, um, that was just reported based on a young adult novel about, um, I believe, maybe a Caribbean man rescuing a poor, sad, ortho- uh, Hasidic woman from her community. Almost like, I would say, like a Pocahontas story. Like, you know, uh, we're in such desperate uh, need in our backwards and primitive lifestyle that we need to be rescued by, you know, someone from the outside. So that's already, that was just reported on uh, Deadline Hollywood that that uh, movie is coming out. Um, What I would actually ask anyone listening is to support our efforts at Jew in the City. We've been doing this since 2007. We're closer than ever. We're putting out now significant efforts to make relationships in Hollywood with the networks and the studios to make sure that all of our voices are heard. But we're a tiny entity. We're also dealing with, you know, the ex-Haredi crisis of people that got hurt in the community with our Makum branch. And we also have a branch dedicated to addressing systemic issues called Tikkun. 
And so we have a lot on our plate for a tiny organization, but anyone that can financially get involved in what we're doing, um, we're basically not going to stop fighting this fight until we, we see some progress. And anybody that wants to help us can, you know, help us get further. Why don't you have the information where people can contact you? Yeah, so if you just go to JewInTheCity.com, we have a campaign coming up in August actually called Changemaker Month. Any amount that you can give for a monthly donation makes you a change maker. You'll help us change lives by changing perceptions. So if you go to our JewInTheCity.com, go to the Donate button, you can see information on becoming a change maker like that. And you don't have to be rich to be able to do this. If we get, you know, we have 1.1 million people we reach every month. So if even a fraction of our fans, you know, chip in whatever they can, we could really make a dent in, in this uh, Hollywood business. Yeah, as you were talking before, in the case of my unorthodox life, it's really, I would say, more fiction than fact because Julia Hart, who she, how she's called now, wasn't really that Haredi, was more modern orthodox. Uh, in fact, her daughter... Uh, so I- they went she, to an yes, Orthodox school. Her daughter went to Mayano. One of her daughters went to Mayano. Right. Yes, that was later. They were originally, I would say, left-wing yeshivish or like balabatish. They were culturally black hat for sure. They did move the kids to Mayano later on. But even when they were in the Haredi world, it was not, you know, the most right-wing. I can tell you with our Mako members who grew up in ultra-right-wing communities, a lot of them found the portrayal and the lies representing herself as something that she wasn't to be extremely offensive because they actually lived in these communities and they actually dealt with a lot more restrictions than she ever did. And there was really a feeling of almost like cultural appropriation that she took a story that she knew is popular in Hollywood and she made it her own even though she never lived that life. And so, again, for any other minority, they would never handle them in such a way but when it comes to Orthodox Jews, there's really just a whole different treatment. Now, part of the problem is, not in her case, she became or was modern Orthodox or not as Haredi as she portrays herself to be, but a lot of the Haredim that leave don't realize or don't really become modern North. If they were, that might be an area that they would be worth exploring that they may not be familiar with. Or they think if they give up their lifestyle, they're better off giving up everything because they're sinning. But the truth is the modern Orthodox lifestyle could be an answer for those that don't want to, can't relive a rigorous lifestyle like like some in the Hasidic community. Yeah, so what we found with our work in our Makom branch is that a lot of people don't know how to gain access to other communities. Um, they, you know, sort of have cultural differences and educational differences, both Jewish and secular. And so we actually uh, surveyed a large uh, number of ex-Hasidic Jews a number of years ago as we were founding our Makom branch. And we found that a decent number of them wanted to stay religious. They just didn't know how to go about doing that. So the need and the desire is definitely there. It's really just a matter of helping people find their Makom. Very true. Allison Joseph is the founder and the CEO of Jew in the City. Maybe we should change the name to Orthodox Jew in the City. Right. Well, our tagline is Orthodox Unexpected. So it's Jew in the City, and then the tagline is Orthodox Unexpected. But we do have Orthodox right up there in the front for the exact reason I'm describing. We need to say it more for the positive, because there's so much positive to say about Orthodox, and it's time that the media starts reporting on that. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us. Look forward to having you on a future broadcast. Thank you so much. And we're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
talk line radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the TalkLine network and TalkLine's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at TalkLineNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. For continuous Jewish programs, TalkLineNetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms, or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the TalkLineNetwork.com. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.